Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Helicarrier, the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. Your podcast for weekly reviews of Marvel's Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., the new show on ABC. I'm Andrew Vag, your host, and with me is my co-host for this week. It's Dan Schmidt, the host of the regular Across the Airwaves podcast. I, I thought we agreed on giving you a name, like so I could say that, that line from that episode, but okay, screw it. <laughs> I'm not going by Scorch, that, no. Okay. I don't spout off cheesy lines. <laughs> Already heated here. No, I'm kidding. Well, once again, guys, welcome to the podcast. And we're going to jump into some S.H.I.E.L.D. news. And actually, this week we have more. We have something more S.H.I.E.L.D. related. And we're going to do a little review of something else. But we're going to first start out with... It was recently a- a- announced through ScreenRant.com, who did an interview with producer Kevin Feige, the man who is basically responsible for giving us the, the wonder that is Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and he, they, he's, he was being interviewed, and uh, one of the questions he asked Feige was, if we will learn where the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, where, where it is in the, Mar- in the continuity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And um, Feige re- replied that, I'm not involved with the TV show, but before Captain America 2 hits theaters, I think, that's when the continuity is going to be addressed at least. So that's the first thing he has right. said in a while about Shield and how it lies in the movies and so on, and it's it, you know if it makes sense that it is before Captain America two, and because Captain America two is going to have a huge Shield presence, which we will get to in a few minutes. Right. But Dan, what do you think about this? Well, I think what might be implied is they talked a little bit about there possibly being a time period where Shield was non-existent to explain why. It's not going to be in Thor The Dark World, which comes out this week, and why it wasn't in Iron Man 3. God, I'm wondering if he's going to come out with this idea that maybe Coulson is S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe they felt they couldn't have a S.H.I.E.L.D. without Coulson. So that's why he was brought back, in whatever way he was brought back. Because they needed him to kind of act as their conscience. I'm trying to grasp this whole, that he is S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, what do you mean, like, he's S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, he's Nick Fury's conscience. Like, he keeps him from getting too out of control or too powerful. Okay, that's interesting. I, I mean, I feel like I'm going to jump ahead to your next segment if I go more into that. Okay. Well, I'm, I can see what Dan, what, what Dan is talking about. I'm not sure if I agree with it, but I will definitely say that Colson may have a bigger large in this, this upcoming movie than we think. I'm... I'm not sure if he is in it. I wouldn't be surprised if he is if he is in the movie because he still has a contract and once again it's shield and it's Marvel. They could have done they could have done a, a you know a, a secret shooting or something like just for him, just like a cameo. Right. And Captain America may be the first Avenger member Avengers member that will find out about Colson's uh, still being Col- alive. Yeah, exactly. But I'm excited. I'm I'm happy that they, uh, Kevin Feige has actually said something now. Yeah. Be- because I like I like Kevin Feige, and I think he I think he should actually have been involved with the TV show. But we will get to that a little bit later. Well, and I think the audience watching Shield needed answers if this was going to connect, because I think people were questioning it and wondering it, could also kind of getting impatient. So yeah. we needed a leak. Exactly. Yeah, but it wasn't a leak. It was an interview. So it was. Right. Yeah, no. But let's talk about something really exciting. Okay, today, as we're recording on Thursdays, October 24th, the first official trailer for Captain America The Winter Soldier was released. Yes. And holy bleep to the bleep to the bleep bleep bleep. Was it amazing or not? Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Got a much bigger movie than the first one, from what we're seeing. Well, it's, it's set in modern time now. Right. So I, I think that's what makes it more bigger or, or feels like it's on a bigger scale because it's within our time frame. You know, it, it's it's something that could happen with us. Because, I mean, they had some pretty coherent shots of Washington, D.C. and stuff like that with spaceships and not really spaceships, but color carriers coming up out of the city and stuff like that. Well, that's crazy stuff. I, it looks like somebody was inspired by um, Star Trek Into Darkness because... <laughs> Yeah, I when I saw that happening, the tra- when heli- the helicarrier was fa- you know, crashing into the city or whatever, I just kept thinking, "Hey, the Enterprise is crashing." Yeah, and 
uh, well, it's good that our helicarrier is not crashing a- a- anytime soon. Right. And uh, no, but I, no, I was actually in. I was actually an extra in that, in the inside that helicarrier. And no, I'm kidding. Right. But uh, but let's talk about some of the things in this trailer. We see Falcon played by the Which helicarrier. Which was awesome. Anthony Maggie, oh my god! Like when I when I saw him at Comic Con in that uh, on that Captain America panel, he cracked me up. He was just so hilarious. Like, do me a favor, guys. Go to YouTube and search for Anthony Anthony Mackie and Frank Grillo interviews at San Diego Comic Con. These two are f- funny together. So they're they're hilarious together, and I you guys need to see it. And I think Anthony Mackie is going to be amazing as Falcon. I don't know much about the character though, but I think he's still going to be a really f- great addition to this this universe. And I'm already hoping that he's going to be in Avengers too. Well, it was a very cool costume he has. It's the ultimate version, right? Yeah, I, I, and I'm kind of glad they got rid of the red and white um, because it fits kind of what they did with Captain America's costume. How it's changed and been made more modernized to look. Speaking of, I guess let's silly in the real world. Well, here's the thing: in, in the trailer, we don't see him wearing the, the Avengers suit that he he wore, but he, he is wearing oh. this uh, Captain Rogers suit, and I'm loving it. Uh, and I think that it's fun. That it he, looks good. It looks good. I'm I'm actually interested. He is the only one throughout these movies, aside from Iron Man, I think, that gets new costumes all the time. Yeah. Like for like he doesn't really have a different costume. Like he he has one without the arm sleeves, the metal arm sleeves, and then he has one with the arm sleeves. Right. And um, it seems like Nick Fury is going to have a bigger presence in this movie. Yeah. Well, it seems like Nick Fury almost is in danger of getting out of control or letting his concern for people's safety get to his head. And and a part of me is wondering a big thing if that's because Coulson isn't there to advise him. And this movie promotes the reasons why they bring Coulson back. Why they need Phil Coulson to be with the Avengers. And why he's needed to run a certain team. Like like the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. group that he's with now. Do you think there's a chance that this movie can actually help? Like, look, I, I know it's still very early to talk about this, but like, do you think there's a chance that this movie can actually help save S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit? like, Or at least help it in yes. some capacity? Okay. If S.H.I.E.L.D. has this big of a presence in the movie... The S.H.I.E.L.D. show needs to connect to this movie. Yeah, and do you know what they could do? That is so genius. Let's Okay, the movie comes out on April 4th uh, in, in 2013. Here's what they could do. Let me think. It's going to be around episode 16 or something like that when the movie comes out. The movie, the, the, the week after the movie has premiered, I want to, be, I want to see a scene where Coulson is either watching the TV and seeing Captain America on there. They're just... Doing as a little preview for fans who haven't seen the movie yet, um, yeah. but have it in the context of Colson is watching this on TV and is like, "That's my boy, who didn't sign my cards or something like that." <laughs> but like at least acknowledge the fact that okay, right. something is going on in these Washington D.C. Something you know, and then with Ford, there's right. something going on in London and so on. They lose communication with Shield because the helicarrier crashed. That's <laughs> yeah. the next couple of episodes is like. Oh my God! What are we gonna do? We have no one giving us orders. Yeah, and um, yeah, but like you say, we, Fury seems to be in some sort of danger in this in this trailer. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna die, though, guys. I think you know Nick Fury is not gonna die for a long time. I, I, I really think it's he's lost his way. Something that's happened. Either you know the invasion spooked him out. God, he feels like he needs to, you know, amass this huge army, or something. Something's not right with him. That's making him feel he's got to do these things. I don't think he's a villain. I just think he and uh, Captain America are going to cl- clash on their philosophies. And what you do, what it is, is it's basically, you know, the future versus, you know, um, an older way of thinking, or more black and white way of thinking. Even though Captain America is older than Fury, technically he is older yes. than Fury. Right. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We also see Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Yeah. I'm not really liking the hair. I like it when it was like it was in Avengers. I I think she's beautiful with red, red hair, but I just don't like the way that it's just so flat. flat. They're trying to make her look more like her comic book version. Wait, she but looks Scar- like that. But Scarlett Johansson, I think, looks better with a different hairstyle. She does. Than than what Black Widow has in the comics. 
But at that's, least that's my opinion. Well, as long as he's kicking ass, I'm gonna be fine with it. I didn't mind how it was in Iron Man too. I would have been fine with that. That was actually good as well. And uh, but you know she gets to perhaps she gets to wear the same costume, but she may get different haircuts every episode, every every movie. Yeah. So, but n- now we need to talk about this biggie thing. This big thing. The Mad Hatter is back. No, wait. Sorry. Sorry. Wrong show. Sh- wrong wrong uh, character. <clears throat> Sebastian Stan returning as Buc- yes. Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. Okay, that was cool while he caught the shield at the end of the trailer. Is that something that is from the Winter Soldier book? Yes. Now, you see, now I'm struggling with whether or not I'm going to read the book before the movie or not. Some, I was talking to a friend today. He said, don't read the book if you don't want to be spoiled before the movie. I'm like, is the movie really going to be that influenced by influenced by this book? Well, like the paranoia that Nick Fury's kind of displaying, it's all that. that's not so much in there. That's more out of the Ultimates book. That's the, the Ultimate version called Avengers, if you've read that kind of reboot to the Marvel Universe. that it That's more closer to that storyline uh but as far as the winter soldier story goes and what i think ultimately how the situation the conflicts resolved will maybe spoil a little bit for you so i should not read it then it's not going to spoil the movie per se but it's going to reveal something very big about the marvel cinematic universe okay well i think i'm gonna i'm gonna decide right now ladies and gentlemen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read the book I would recommend reading it after you see it, though. Of course, I, 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 and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and of course, you know, Chris Evans looks amazing as Captain America as usual, and I'm, I'm glad it's going to be in modern time because, and he's now, you know, it's been two years now since Avengers. You know, it's going to be, it's right. going to be two years since the Avengers thing happened. But I think we're getting flashbacks. Yes, and you know, there might be a certain return of a certain character, a really good character, yeah. though. So, just so you guys know, there might be a certain return, and yes. um, but uh, but overall, I don't. There's not much we can say about this trailer. I think it's you know, it, Falcon looks amazing, and uh, the Winter Soldier looks yes. amazing with his arm. It looks really close to images that I've seen of him in the comic books. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, they destroyed my helicarrier now, so you know, they destroyed my helicarrier. So well, that know. doesn't mean that they won't build a bigger, cooler, new-looking one. Yeah, I, I was also kidding a little bit. It's yeah. you know, um, it's it's fun that I've na- that I decided to name this podcast Helicarrier Shield podcast, but we haven't had a single reference to the Helicarrier in this in the TV show. Yeah, we need it. We need a reference to the, to them. But people know what you're talking about, so you're good. Yeah, but no, but it's I better they call it the Bus, the Shield podcast. <laughs> oh Lord, that would have been hilarious. Um, <laughs> But you know what, guys? Uh, you guys can f- watch the trailer on... Head over to twitter.com slash shieldassemble and you can watch the trailer right now from there. I uploaded, the, uh, I po- posted a trailer there today. So, yeah, if you want to see it, if you haven't seen it, go see it. And Captain America The Winter Soldier comes out on April 4th, 2013. Don't miss it. It's going to be awesome! Right. Now, let's talk about the fifth episode of Marvel's Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Girl in the Flower Dress. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. They could have named it something differently, something different, but hey, what you, what you going to do? But let's talk about, we, we see a new villain on, on the show. We see Reyna, Reyna who is, a, a, she is a character from the comics, but she was done differently here. Yeah. And we see the return of the Doctor from the pilot. We see the return of Centipede and the Extremis and so on. Okay, here's the thing. I was really hoping for this episode that it would have, that it would feature a huge hint to the threat that Shield is facing. I agree. Now they 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 did they did accomplish that sort of. We know that Reyna is. I think she's first of all she was a much better villain than Doctor. She was much more compelling. Yeah, than and I think she's going to be the reoccurring. She is like, recurring. Second in command villain that you know does the dirty work or because a henchman when she shows up and you go oh no it's her. Start her kind yeah. of thing. So, but she was a good villain. She didn't make me irritated or whatever. She was uh, she was a good actress, I think. And yeah. like, look, I'm not saying that um, you know she's that you know like I, I I'm not saying that you know, oh I'm looking forward to seeing her 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 deepness as a character. No, I want to just see a full on evil character. 
she she's the the Otis to whoever the big bad is on the show. Really? If you see Superman o- the movie. O- Otis? Otis? Really? Well, she's a little more. She's smarter. Smarter, yes. She's don't, not inept. Don't insult her. I like Otis. He's a good character. Right? Yeah, but like, I'm sorry. I, you can't compare her to. Hey, name Okay, so name another henchman under a bad guy. That's that's better. Yeah. That's um, more. I don't know. Oh yeah. He's but, like it's like China White to the Dark Archer. So let's do that for Arrow fans. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, but I think that. It was good that we finally got a better henchman or a better, you know, second command yes. character, but we still don't know what we're facing. Yes. But I'm actually going to go ahead and say right now, it has to be AIM. Yeah, it would need to be, and, and they should say that. Or, or say a Hydra. I was thinking about that. Like that too. And here's something that I was thinking about this whole time throughout the episode that actually has something to do with Red Skull. Okay, so in the Captain America, the first movie, he is, you know, he's trying to possess the power of the Tesseract and so on. And what I felt that, what if he has returned to our world and he's now, because he's trying now, you know, we this yeah. Reina is trying to get super soldiers. She mentions super soldiers and that they're trying to get powers and whatever. What if this is the return of Red Skull trying to build an army for himself but he doesn't know what he's getting into, get himself into because of the right. unstableness that is the extremis. I agree with that. And, and here's the thing, Andy. It's very easy to bring the Red Skull back and show him on TV without necessarily having to get Hugo Weaving to show up. Well, he does still have a contract. Right, he still does have a contract. But I'm saying for the show's purpose, maybe they can't get him. Okay, so there's they've done so many like body switching stuff like that with Red Skull. They've done body switching. He's changed forms a couple times. You could use some of those things to have Red Skull on the show, but not necessarily have to get the actor. Kind of like how they did Lex Vader on Smallville. If- I'd say like he was hurt by the tarot stack. God, he's healing. God, then like let's say he's in Captain America too. That he could say he was healed by that. They would have to cast a movie actor first of all that could actually do, you know, they could do well right. on TV and in the movies. Well, the other thing is like John Lithgow, for example, who does Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, who's the White Rabbit. I mean, he's a pretty well-known actor who's been in movies. Basically, he basically records from wherever he's at. The people on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland give him a call, like let's say he's in Texas. He finds the nearest recording studio in Texas. Got records for them there. So why couldn't you go weaving do the same thing for a red skull that's in shadow or you know under all these all this medical equipment because he's trying to heal himself? I mean, I think this show needs to see a big time Marvel villain as like a Doctor Doom or a Red Skull or something to get people really excited about it and get you know excited about the fight. Yeah, because they need something that exists. From the Avengers movie, or their those heroes' stories, to really invest us in Sky, Guy Coulson's fight against whatever they're dealing with, whoever's using extremists. Yeah, and here's the thing. I'm look. They, I can under. And here's the thing. This guys, I, I'm gonna prepare you guys for something. This is probably gonna be the most critical episode that we've ever done so far on this podcast, because. We we have reached episode five now of Marvel's Age of yes. Shield. We we are getting character development, which is good. People should be happy with that. We are getting a new tone for the series. We will we will talk about it later. Yeah. But and there's this talk about is this a serialized sh- serialized show or a standalone episode show? Because they haven't decided that yet. I don't. They think. haven't d- done that yet, and I think that. I can accept that, but at the same I don't know if I can accept it completely because... We could. You can until episode six. Because then I think episode six, you need to figure out what the heck you're doing. Yeah, and we will talk about this in the spoiler section because there's some, there was something huge in that trailer that people need to be pre- prepared for. And But I'm still saying that because here's the thing. Okay, for, the pilot was about Extremis, Extremis Return. Episode yeah. two 
had to do with something an alien is something uh, you know or terrorist stuff tesseract stuff yeah 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 episode three had to do with a character called graviton episode four had to do i forgot it, it was it well it was the computer good side that agent aquila's had exactly exactly we we had somebody which that was... all could easily be connected to aim yeah and you know what gravitron it... i think is an agent of aim <laughs> agent of aim there's your spinoff right. no but like yeah but but... that's your, that's your villain agents of shield versus agents of aim yeah and I, that i would be fine with that but <laughs> writers of Agents of shield you need to say the name of the villain yeah you, look, I like you know if if this ends up being connected in a way, I will say that the wait was worth it. Then, if this leads up to something really, really good, I'll be fine with that. But, but how long do you wait? How yeah? And also, here's another question to to as a backup question to your question: How long can people wait, or, or how willing? How long are they willing to wait? Right. Look, we haven't talked about the ratings. There's a reason why I haven't brought up the ratings, guys, for the past few weeks. Not because they have they haven't been awful, but they haven't been awful. But I won't. I'm not going to deny it. They have dropped a bit. Sure, we have DVR numbers and so on, but it's still being the second second highest right. show on Tuesday nights at eight o'clock after NCIS. But right. how long are people going to hold on? Yeah, before they get answers or. Uh, a character they could connect with. Like, you know, a big thing with this episode, Andy, I was annoyed, and I think this ties to writers' heads. I wish they would have just used the word muted in this episode. But they're not allowed to use mute. I know. God, that drives me nuts. It's so incredibly frustrating. But it's Fox's fault in that case. We can't blame Marvel. They, are try- they have tried right. to. But, and that's the stupid thing. Fox, that is an incredible, incredible marketing opportunity for you right there. Yeah, because Fox doesn't, ha- you know, you know, Fox, the TV channel doesn't have a uh, a Fox. Uh, they well, don't have any TV shows with superheroes right now. Because, like, Sky's question: Well, how do you know these people are out there? What helps you keep track of them? All they had to say is Mutant Registration Act. We're working on something to get that policed. That would have been huge to get people excited about Days of Future Past, the X Men movie, which comes out next summer. Yeah, exactly. Like. Okay, X-Men is like the highest selling Marvel comic of all time. Mm-hmm. So an X-Men reference is going to be huge. If you connect this to X-Men, it's going to go through the roof. Yeah, and I wish that Fox and Disney could just work something out. And I know it's it's easier said than done, but here, but I can agree with that. I'm I was frustrated, like you know, because I was looking at Raina, thinking, you know what, this could have been the character from the comics, but no, they had to change her so much. If look, I'm. I right. there's a I think there's a chance that maybe this wasn't Rainer from the comic. Maybe they just thought of the name. You know, it was just a sh- lucky shot that it was happened to be the, the name of a car- character from the comics. But like, you could have if they had the word mutants. If they could have used mutants, yeah. it would have been so good. And go well, on. We I think we would have understood where Scorch was coming from a little bit better. Yeah, and we will talk. Let's we'll get into him soon. But I'm like, okay, I'm gonna ask you guys for a little favor. And because we're not going to be here next week because if the show is going to be on a short hiatus, right? Please tweet me, tweet us at Shield Assemble, and and tell us if how you guys feel about this. Let us know how long do you think you can wait until you feel like you know what it's maybe it's not worth it because they're never going to tell us or something. Like let us know. I want to see yeah. what the reaction is and so. Or email us at acrosstheairways at gmail I'd Really like to see what people feel about it and so on because Did, now I'm just thinking back. This is just the closest comparison I could come up with. So that's why I'm going to use it. Did we know that there was a big bad or some higher power working in the shadows on Arrow by episode five? Well, there was Malcolm Merlin in, um, you know, his interaction with Moira in the car. But that wasn't necessarily all of it. But we had the list. We had the list. We had a plot device. we knew there was a group of people that was doing something bad. Exactly. Um, although it was, you know, episode two of Arrow had Shina White. Episode three had Deadshot. Episode four had something that led to Oliver getting captured by the cops right. in episode five. So we didn't have a, you know, like a visual villain already, but they were doing stuff that would eventually connect and so on. And, um, and that's the other thing. Our, our Marvel villains, especially in terms of the universe, the, the Avengers universe, 
kind of what Iron Man and Captain America and Thor fight. Are they enough of household names for us to get excited about them? Can you give me another example? Like, for instance, like, like with Arrow, we get excited, you know. We get excited about Deadshot. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people know about Deadshot. Or a lot of people kind of have an idea about China White or a lot of the DC villains. I feel like people don't know the Marvel villains as well enough to get excited about them. Is it because they're picking the the minor ones, or do you, do you think that it's like how well known is some of the big Marvel characters? In if you look well, at well, that's the thing. I just think I'm trying to think who are the big well known ones, and I go through it. And I'm like, Doctor Octopus. Well, that's a Spider-Man villain. Magneto. That's an X-Men villain. Like my mind just kept going to Spider-Man and X-Men villains, or like Doctor Doom. That's a Fantastic Four. Yeah. The the only two I really could think of that were big, in terms of, you know, the the universe, for the Avengers characters, is Loki, which they've used. Yeah. And they're going to use again uh, the Mandarin, which they kind of used, and Red Skull. Yeah, those those are some of the biggest things. And speaking of the Mandarin, I am Sir Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley recently said that he's he's he just finished shooting something for Marvel. Okay. And I, it's either a Marvel one shot or I, I would be surprised if it actually ended up being something for for Shield. But I don't think it's going to be for Shield. But I think it's a Marvel one shot. But like when you brought, you know when you mentioned him, I just wanted felt I just wanted to mention it to people. But I'm like, they need to find something that can look. Here's the thing. AIM was introduced in Iron Man 3, right. and I think that they could serve as a good villain to kind of a, they, they would serve as a good villain to both reintroduce and reestablish, but also continuing the thread that we started in Iron Man 3. They would make a good bridge. Yeah, like, peep, we, I think, I, I can understand a lot of viewers thinking, feeling that they need something to shoe on, they need something to get excited for, like, look, I like these characters, I love these actors, I love the, to- lo- I love the tone of the show, but like, and the reason I come back every week because I want to see how it goes, and I'm, I'm excited for the show. But I will admit that there, it, it is difficult to find something to feel like. Oh, I'm so excited for this thing this week, and I'm so excited for this right. element to be introduced this week, and so on. I can understand that is a difficulty for a lot of people. And you have fans on Twitter just listing off stuff they're excited about with Arrow. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, and like, once again, guys, we're not trying to make this uh, as an arrow versus shield no. comparison. Like, but we are bringing up. But things. people are doing that. Yeah, that's what they're doing, and I felt what we could have, what we did in this episode was we would reference the things, few, a few things that happened in the first five episodes of Arrow last season, uh, because something that people haven't accepted yet is that they don't, rem- they don't think about this as, a, which is an important factor. Shield is only in the first season. They were expecting right. Shield to already be in the pace of I don't know Arrow season two, or some of the later seasons of Smallville or something like that. Or they're expecting Shield to be these movies. Yeah, and that's the other problem that that I felt feeling thinking about this throughout this episode. This episode really made really made Shield feel smaller. Yeah. For example, when they were going after Scourge, we will ta- we will start talking about him soon. There was right. like two guards with them. Yeah. What the f? Because they spent all the money trying to blow a hole through that guy that got lit on fire. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, we look. We are not being negative, but we are t- trying to notice things that aren't perhaps working as well. But well, okay, this is the thing. The show has good pieces and potential. And potential. They just need to put them together to improve it. It's got a good foundation. It's a foundation that's got me interested, but it needs to be improved. Or the thing is, that it may have already been improved, but they need to show it soon. And look, like I think here's the thing: we have a one-week hiatus now. They need which to is ju- probably ABC saying, "Get your crap together." Depend, or we don't know what the reason is why. Because if that if that had been their response, the sh- the show would have returned for at least a few weeks. Yeah. But it's it's coming back in just in one in in just in two weeks. But here's the thing: they have look. I think Reyna was a good character to introduce in this episode, and I'm look. She needs to rec- she needs to come back soon. I think she will return soon. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if she's gonna actually be in, in either episode six, seven, eight, or nine, which right. are probably the last episode we will get throughout for this I would year. Say, I would say seven. I would say not next week, but the week after. Yes, because people just aren't. They're not gonna wait. Yeah, and yeah, but like I think right. Look, for, for seeing it from both sides. 
we've we've talked we've spoken a little bit about the negative aspect, but we but the, the positive aspect is that we have a good secondary villain now. We have Rain now. Good performance. Right. I was intrigued. I want to see more of her and the Doctor character. Who, by the way, her name was Debbie. By the way, a lot of people didn't know her, what her name was. Yeah. And uh, she de- she died. She, she died was honor- ironically a villain on Supernatural. She, didn't she this die this? Well. She didn't. Didn't yep. she die this week as well? Got Supernatural as well. By yes. the way, guys, spoiler alert. There we go. And <laughs> uh, but let's go into something more positive, but still something that was emotional. The revelation about Sky. Yeah. They the team lo- just lost respect for her. Like they, it was a punch to the heart for all of them, especially Ward and uh, Ed Coulson. Yeah, Col- you called that last week. Yeah, man, I I felt bad for him, and man, did he make her feel guilty? Clark, one of Clark's best performances, by the way, with for, with this character because this is the first that we actually see him not being mad. His, yeah, mad and sad, and like like he's. He's confused. And it wasn't like angry flip out mad. It was like, I'm disappointed in you, mad. Exactly. Like it was like my parents were angry at me. That's how it felt. People are still looking at Melinda May and Clark and Cl- and Colson as mom and dad. Well, this felt he felt like dad in this one. Yeah. Especially when he pointed his finger at her. Yeah, that was I was like <laughs> I was like, holy crap. She he you, he did the he did the Sheldon, he did the moving finger. Yes. And um, no, but I felt that you know what? I think this was the f- best thing about this episode. One of the best things about this episode that we finally got the truth about Sky, and she got punished for it. Yeah. Look, because here's the thing: I was not rooting for for Sky. I was hoping that you know what? I wouldn't be. I would actually be okay if she actually got kicked out of the Shield organization for a while, right. and had to build up herself, her image up again. Outside. And then, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was done. I, and I was going to say, and that's why I was mentioning earlier that I think Coulson, you know, is a good representation of S.H.I.E.L.D. or someone they need because he holds people accountable for their mistakes. And that's what he did here with Sky. God, it needed to be done. And I really liked this episode for not putting the kitty gloves on on that situation. I mean, the way it left with her boyfriend or that guy, that wasn't positive. Yeah, that, that actor was, wasn't really good, by the way. I'm, I'm no, he was. But, not I mean, saying. But, I mean, this, this is a show about people that are involved in the business of law and fighting crime and do things by the book. And they threw the book at him. And they threw the book at Sky, too. And and that was a really realistic thing to this show. Yeah, and I that's what, one of the things I wanted to talk about is that the show has found its tone now. Yes. I don't think we we're not there. We don't need to worry about it anymore. We don't need to worry about there being too many jokes or there, it, it being too dark. But here's the thing I was really concerned about. A show, you know, a Marvel TV show at 8 o'clock, but they're featuring yeah. a woman getting, you know, yeah. burned to death. Got that guy getting a hole blown through him. Yeah, like, I think this shows that S.H.I.E.L.D. is, you know, they're not afraid of doing some gr- grittiness. Right. And I congratulate the writers for that. Can I, and Andy, to be honest, I think what we're going to see with these sequel films coming out with Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Thor The Dark World, I think the universe is going to start getting darker. I think that's what Joss Whedon is heading into. There's a lot of distrust that seems to be going on within the universe. Based on trailers that we, trailers right. that we have seen, we don't know specifically, but I agree with that. The, you, you know, and this is a great. Thing. I, you know what? Just just because we're talking about this episode, it, I actually like this episode more now, and it makes me appreciate the Marvel Cinematic Universe much more because now. Well, the, that part that part of the episode with Sky in the Darkness was very good. Yes, and I think we need more of that. I think that we need, you know, and. Look, judging on what happened in what happened in that trailer for episode six, guys, stick around for spoiler section and hear, to hear our speculation. But I'm just saying that I'm appreciating this universe so much more now because it's look, the comic books has a certain tone of a, a certain st- balanced tone of seriousness and you know the brightness and you know having some bright moments right. in, in the comics and so on the movies haven't really done it too much but now the phase two and that's what you know Reina was re- referencing that stage two stage three 
and the movies have phase two and they have phase three. The universe is, you know, there are the Marvel world is starting to change, and Shield is getting affected by that. The world well, is getting full of people with mysterious power. We have we have a dangerous villain out there somewhere, whoever it is. But go on, Dan. Well, I mean, the whole point of the first Avengers movie was just to get the concept of a bunch of superheroes teaming up on the big screen to work. Now that it worked and it's established. Now you get the opportunity to tell a story from that. And and I think that's what you're getting with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and with Iron Man 3 and the Thor movie and Captain America and then Avengers 2 when that comes out. Because to get the story placed on top of the idea of superheroes teaming up on the big screen. Because I think with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. it was, well, we need to figure out if a TV show based off a movie is going to work. Well, I think they proved that right away from the pilot. So the last three episodes of them trying to say, well, we need to get it to work. I think it's already working. So just go right into this darker tone. Go right into this information. And that gets me, I mean, to my other point is, you know, should they have done this darker tone sooner? Should they have revealed backstory about Sky sooner? And I know that's getting into your next point, but that, that's my question. Should they have done this stuff sooner? And is it too late now that they've finally done it? I don't think it's too late but it was a close one. Right. But they have, they have succeeded with the final because... And maybe it was a good decision to make this a Sky-based episode because we don't see much about... We don't see a lot of Fitzsimmons. They have right. a few lines. We don't see a lot of... You know, we don't see a lot of war. We just see him being really upset in the end. And, right. uh, you know, and you know what? I'm actually glad that the Sky and war relationship has been actually taking a few steps back. I agree. Because I don't like people being so... Be, be, trying to think that, oh, this is just so predictable. They were so BFFs. Got to be in this episode played Battleship and all that. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Like, it was, say, was funny. Say it. That's the kind of jokes I want to see. We don't need to have this ex- too much... You know, right. jo- too many jokes or whatever. Okay. Um, you know, we see Colson that he's basically heartbro- heartbroken or whatever... And he, we see that this relation between he, he and May is just... That's something that is consistent. They're just developing that relationship. And I like that. And he, she's a good counterpart to him. I agree. And, you know, Melinda... You know, Mingna one is... She's convincing us that this is a woman that really is... She is hard. She does care, but she does it in her own way. And I think that Coulson is... she cares about Coulson. She does, but she's... I mean, her following Sky and, and finding it all out. Well, she it's mostly taking orders, I think. But I do think she cares right. about Coulson. And, and she cares about S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think that the interesting part is that Sky got... You know, she got punished. She got the bracelet that's, that's going to limit her... She's not going to be able to use any electronics for a while. Right. But... And here's a question that I just saw people mentioning a lot after this episode... What's what's her what is her role gonna be now? Well, and that's my question is, and I, I've kind of been wondering this from the beginning. Should they make her a superhuman? And that goes well into another discussion point we have. Right. We we learned that the reason why she wanted to get involved with Shield was because th- there's something connected with her parents regarding Shield. Right. Dan, would you like to try to explain this to the audience what happened, what we learned? Well, basically, Sky joined the Rising Tide and is doing the thing she was doing, hacking shield, or whatever, to basically find out information on what happened to her parents. Um, now, it's it was unclear to me if she kind of knew her parents and something happened to them, or she never knew them. I don't think she never she never knew them. I think okay. because she we did, there's this document that we see. Briefly, if you go back to the episode yeah. pause, you see that it's been redacted and so on. And but here's the thing: why has Shield redacted that document? Right. Can that sets up more of the distrust of Shield that we saw in the Captain America trailer? So that might be a connection too. Is there a, is there a possibility that they could be Marvel characters, perhaps? That possibly. I I would like to see her. I think I'd be okay if she had powers. You mean if she gets powers? Or, or it's some kind of like technology-based powers. They would have to do it very convincingly. But I don't... Kind, of, kind of like how they did 
Kind of like how they did when uh, Chloe was possessed by Brainiac on Smallville. But that was a really different thing, to be honest, because she was possessed by somebody. But, 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 I mean, you know how she, like, knew all that information or had all that information? Oh, you mean like that? Well, that yeah. could be interesting. I'm still just curious to see, would the audience accept that at this point? Like, or how long, you know, I think that we now that we have all the cards... Because essentially, I mean, Extremist gives Iron Man the ability to do that. I don't. I think the last thing that should happen at this point is Sky getting powers for Extremis because then she's going to be put in a position where she could possibly die out of. You no. Know, but Iron Man's Extremis works different than the, the Extremis that, we've seen in Iron Man three. Well, he would have to develop it at first, but and I think that the next, the first thing he's going to start developing is, possibly something really bad. Well, he's not going to think it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But. Yeah. The reason why we're not saying anything, guys, because it's most speculation, but it could be considered yeah. as a spoiler. So, right. Sorry, but, but again, these these people are calling for something to get them behind Sky, because something to get them excited. Because I think they expect to turn out Agents of Shield. Got see a superheroes every day. Because that's what they're not getting. Yeah, what I would love to see is. Look, S.H.I.E.L.D. has superheroes in their organization as agents. We have Luke Cage and so on. And right. I think that they need to introduce a char- a big character this season. Just one character. Yeah, one like a character. Major Iron Fist or somebody, yes. Ooh, Iron Fist, that would be interesting. I think that would be cool. But Well, here's the thing. I think Chloe Bennett gave a fantastic performance in that final scene. Yes. Trying to hold back her tears and just trying to explain that all my life has led down to this one document and it has been redacted. Right. And Colson realizes that S.H.I.E.L.D. did this. Right. And he tells her that she can help, that he can possibly help her, but how long, like, do you think, like, how are they going to do that? Like, isn't this something that Fury may have to accept or, you know, fix? Unless he goes behind Fury's back. But, but that, does he really have that kind of a clearance? Did Captain America have the clearance to sneak around in the Avengers? and find out what they were doing with the terror sect. All right, that's true. But I do you do, do you like the fact that Colson is giving her another chance? I do. Uh, I think he's still upset though cuz she lied to his face. Yeah. Well, like because, I don't think he likes being lied to. Cuz I think that the why he was so hurt about that is he goes, "I came to you, you know I'm a good guy. Why didn't you talk to me?" But at this point, he has no obligation to to actually take her back. But again, as he saw with Scorch, there was no chance to save him. And with Sky, there's an opportunity he still sees. Yeah. We need to talk a little bit about Scorch. He starts out so well, and he ends. Then they just fell apart. Yeah, and I, maybe that was the point. And I think this is also the consequences of right. what, the, what these evil characters, you know, what this organization, whatever it is, that are, they're doing that is bad. That they're ruining lives for people that are gifted, and just hey, just what they should have done at the end, because I know you're complaining about some of his dialogue when he was killing people and blowing them up. Just you didn't need him to say anything. Yeah, whenever he was like, and, and I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but like when he wasn't talking, and you know he, you know when he was de- demonstrating his powers, they were actually pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was just as cool as seeing the character Pyro in the X-Men movies when he was fighting Iceman. And I thought about that. Wouldn't it have just been fun to have, like, because any of the kids can't do the mute thing? But wouldn't it have been fun to have, like, Iceman make a cameo in this episode? Could help them fight Scorch? Possibly. Because, like, Aaron Ashmore has been on. You mean Sean Ashmore? Sean Ashmore. I'm sorry, I get them confused. Because they are twins. <laughs> Sean Ashmore was on Fringe for a one shot episode. Yeah. So, like, he's up for doing it. So that would have been kind of fun, you know, just to have him come in at the end, like, oh, we've got a professional that helps deal with fire. Got yeah. like he's with them, it comes in and helps fight. Yeah, look, I think they're pro- like little stuff like that would be cool. Yeah, the the problem is that there is just it's the corporate industry yep. that is the problem, man. They but, need to work it out. They yeah, really should. and just like with with Ray, just like with Reina, Scorch is actually also a character in the comics, but he's he's also very different there as well. And yeah. I'm, I guess I'm okay with them doing different takes on characters, but they need to be a bit, a bit better visual, visually, because they didn't announce in the synopsis that this was going to be a 
some you know a character from the comics different done differently yeah. they and that's the thing it's it's poorly marketed yeah like they released three clips this week for shield they released the first 12 minutes of the show almost 10 10 to 12 minutes they release it on in three different clips in order may i say well well they need it they need to hype it like um arrow does and smallville did before it that they're gonna have characters the comic books on the show yeah like it should be in the description Exactly, because that's like, a big drawing point for a lot of people. It isn't the description, but they, here's the thing: it, it, the fans and news sites had it. We, it's, it has become our job for some reason that we need to read this and say like, oh, this actor is playing this character. Okay, I need not, now. I need to Google this character and type in Marvel. Oh, it's not a character. Oh, it is a character. Like we had to do it now for some reason. And I think like, what is up with the secrecy? Well, and people aren't going to search for it directly. Yeah, a lot of times I find things out just because I stumbled across them because I was looking up something else. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying it's ruining the show, but it is—it's not helping the show either that you're doing this. Right. Like when they the pilot, the marketing for the pilot was fantastic. Graviton, the Graviton episode, that was a fantastic marketing as well. But I think this was the worst marketing they have ever done for Shield so far. Yeah, and um, okay. but again, I think this episode might have not been the best. Out of what we've seen, would you say that? Uh, I think I w- I'm gonna give my response later in the season when I've seen more episodes. It depends on where they're okay. going after this episode, and maybe it's good that they're taking. You know, maybe it's good for us if we're having a, a one week break now and see. Because this gonna- is this is the first one you and I have not been satisfied. Yeah, completely. and it's look. I liked. I loved the episode for di- for the, all the good stuff that we saw. This this episode had more flaws. Than previous episodes had. Yeah, the, the the most apparent problems. Yeah, where it was and noticeable. I'm still a little bit upset why Jeff Loeb hasn't written an episode yet. I agree with that as well. We need a comic book person right now. And, and he knows how to write television. He's had experience. Yeah. Um, Hero with, Smallville. With Smallville, I, I'm skeptical to say heroes because he did get fired from that show. And I don't know if that's making him nervous to jump in on S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, he could help us do the stories at least. If he's an executive producer, then yeah. he needs to do something. But Well, sometimes, you know what? It, honestly, if you're writing for a TV show, it just doesn't work out sometimes. Agreed. So maybe that was the situation with Heroes. So if you don't succeed, try, try again. Because I know he was going through actually a really rough point in his life Yeah. at that point, too. Yeah, he lo- sadly he lost his son to can to right cancer. That was I can understand that, but then like I don't understand why. Wh- what is his role in this on this project? Like why? What is like is he just only supp- is he only supposed to be the moderator for every convention panel they're gonna have? And that's it's kind of it. like how Stan Lee's name is on everything. Well, Stanley's you know cameos are actually doing more than right. Jeff Loeb's influence from what but, I. But you know, I, all, all the Marvel used shows used to say, executive producers Stanley and Avi Arad. Because Arad, of course, is not involved with the company anymore. And so now it's Jeff Loeb that's doing that. Yeah. But we have one more thing before we, he- reach, we head into the Twitter section. The post credit scene of this episode. Andy, I got to honestly admit to you, going back to the problem I had before, how I don't think the Marvel villains are as well known. What they were applying here in this scene went over my head. I, I don't know what they were applying here. I don't know what the... The excitement was, well, the big reference that they, there was a big reference that they made at the end of Arrow. I hate to make that comparison again, but there was a big reference they made on Arrow to uh, someone that's coming as a villain. Because I got that right away. Yeah. But here on S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I didn't get, I, I didn't see what was supposed to be important. Because I think we needed a visual something instead of them just saying they didn't even say, and you know, the dialogue. Did you catch in, your... I, I, I went back to that scene ten times than I have done with any other scene in this series so far, just to see was there something I missed? Was it his? Was it his comment on that I like your dress? That was supposed to be a hint. Was it supposed like they were saying they were actually they were talking about something? A person that this prisoner said that the he this person doesn't like to be touched. I don't. Right. I don't remember what the word was, but it was like something with C. 
Dad, did you look this up? Was there anything that it was implying? Not like in a review or anything you read? Someone someone in, in their review they mentioned the fact that it's interesting they're referring to stage two and stage three. They're doing that in a way that the Marvel movies have conveyed when it comes to when they're how they're saying phase two or the next phase or something like that. It always implies that something big is about to happen and look, I'm I think that's. I think we need a break from the, from the show a week. I think it's good because I'm. I'm. I was just confused. I didn't get this scene at all. So people are just generally confused about the post-credit scene. This one, yeah. Like some are, some are excited for there. Like you know, oh, something big is coming. But some are like, what the f is going on? But it's not like saying, oh, the Red Skull's coming to the show. It's not that big of a direct piece of information. Someone Wait. has spe- somebody think it's somebody has actually speculated. I saw it. Someone's review that they think it's something big is coming from the movies, but not something okay. that is n- not something that is old. They think that something new is going to come from the the way it's in right. the in the size of the movie universe. So it's not like Smallville when they said in the season ten premiere, Dark Side is coming. I honestly, honestly, yeah. I have no idea. I think that <laughs> guys. So they weren't applying anything like that. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. But guys, tweet. Let let us know what you think. What do you think that this post-credit scene was all about? What were they applying? Yeah, tweet us at. If you're a Marvel us- fan and can decipher this, help us understand. Yeah, and we don't we don't have any awards, but we you know we can give you a shout out on the podcast. And so just tweet us at Shield Assemble and let us know what you think. Or you can leave us a voicemail. Yes, voicemail. That What's the number? Exciting. Uh, seven seven three. Eight zero nine three three six three. Yes, and uh, the link is on our website if you want to call through there. Yeah, we will get, we will get into closing a little bit later. And but now just let let's just read read a few tweets. Yeah. Okay. The first one comes from Keith Weirich. I I, I love the episode. Really wondering who the girl is and the man in prison. Further thought. Scorch had potential. What if he's not God? Could have learned to harness his power. His his powers of. Just a thought. Yeah, Keith, I'm sorry. I I, I think he's dead. But it would be a huge still... it would be a huge twist if he actually survived. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it would be cool to see him back again. I I would love to see someone like in full like human torch fire mode. I was kind of hoping we'd see that with Scorch, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I think if that would happen, Fox would would have been like, yeah, we're suing your butt. Okay. Now and uh, let's see, act exploding bullet. Um, Again, the show gets better. Great to have one mystery solved. Great character building and and almost and and almost Sunfire. Yes, that's actually an X Men <laughs> character that looks very similar to Scorch. We have mentioned so many other. Par- we have mentioned Fox, uh, the po- Fox Cinematic Universe. We mentioned um, the Spider Man Cinematic Universe. We mentioned Aaron's Marvel, and like we can't use any of that. <laughs> See, and it really hurts the show. I think. It makes it so much easier to explain things. Because I think they wasted about five good minutes in this episode trying to explain things while working around the word mutants. Like that whole discussion they had at the beginning of the episode explaining mutants, that could have been done in probably like 30 seconds. Are they, can Marvel use word. the word metahuman? I don't think they could use that. I think that's a DC word. Okay. Fantastic. I think they have that trademarked, yeah. And our last tweet for the day at Spartan Town. It was not as good as I Spy. The pacing was slow, direction tedious, and the characters still not developed much. I will I will point out on the last part, I don't agree on the last part. We I think we got a lot of development from Colson, Sky, and a little bit but of anime. I, I yeah, but I think they're the issue they're still referring to is Ward. Well I think really needs some I want to see some with him. And uh, Fitz and Simmons. We're going to have an interesting discussion about Fitz and Simmons in uh, the spoiler section this week. But yeah, that was all the tweets. Guys, I would love to read more tweets from you guys. So just tweet us or email us and you know, I will read it on the show. And right. and just as long as you watch the show and you know want to say something, just do it. It's fine. But thank you to those of you who are tweeting consistently. Yeah, exactly. I, we're, really, we're really appreciating the support and so on and and it's uh, it's a bumpy it's been a bumpy road so far, but it's uh, I've you know every journey has. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right. 
And now we're going to listen to a short message from Wu S. Kim, one of the hosts of Lone Behinders to Arrow podcast. So here you go. Here are Wu's thoughts about this week's episode of Marvel's Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Girl in a Flower Dress was a great episode, I thought. It really gave us a lot of the exposition that we've been waiting for for Sky's character. Not all of the exposition, of course, but most of it to understand where she's coming from, why she did what she did, and where the the series is going to go for the team from this moment further. Great, great performances by everybody. Everybody on the team was used quite well. Clark Gregg pro- probably did his best acting of the series so far with Chloe Bennett, who also showed her range as a performer. Really l- liked the storyline. Really liked the continuation with the extremists. I really need to go wa- watch again Iron Man 3 to see, to see all of the, these references with the extremists. Maybe it ties into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow. Hopefully we do get a Pepper Potts or a Tony Stark reference. But even if we don't, I think this is the episode we've all been waiting for this season. Again, nothing really bad to say about the episode. The, my favorite line or my favorite interaction was Melinda May and Agent Coulson when they referenced the name Scorch. And they talk about, oh, oh no, they gave him a name. I thought that was my favorite thing of the episode. Really enjoyed that line. Again, Jeffrey Bell did a great job writing this episode. Can't wait for the rest of the season. And basically everything I loved about the episode, Mr. Babak probably already covered in the main episode portion of this podcast. Anyway, guys, sorry I wasn't on last week. I was a little busy. Hopefully I'll be back again next week. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Let's head into closing. Uh, you can follow yes, me. Sir. You can follow me at Samaria ninety three on the Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Shield Assemble. Follow. You can follow Cross the Airways on Twitter at Cross Airways. There's no dumb. Like Across the Airways on Facebook on Facebook at facebook.com slash Across the Airways. And you can follow us at Google Plus. You can check out our other podcasts on our website at acrosstheairways.com, such as DC Nation Podcast, Longbow Hunters, the Arrow Podcast, as well as the regular ATA Podcast. And make sure to check out shieldside.net that, has, that is run by Craig Byrne, boss and friend of mine that has images up for episode 6 and reviews by Matt Tucker and Derek, Derek Miguel. You can check out Fantastic Geek, uh, a podcast that I recommend to you guys at Fantastic Geek with a PH on shieldspodcast.blogspot.com and I'm gonna here's a little funny thing for you guys a few days ago the the guys of that podcast started a little petition for Fitz Monkey one of the hosts of (laughs) it's a funny story apparently one of the hosts of that podcast asked Ian DeCaster and Elizabeth Hensford at New York Comic Con during the panel if there's any chance we can have a Fitz Monkey and they have now started a petition. I'm going to attach a, a link to that petition on uh, on this po- on the episode post for you guys. I have signed it for, for sure because I think it would be great to have a monkey or something like that for Fitz. And um, I agree. Yeah, and apparently it's he. They they tweeted back to me and said, you know, thanks for Shield Assembled for recommending it to us. I'm I just tweeted back during that night saying there should be a petition for Fitz Monkey. And then five minutes later, I see a petition. I'm like. Holy crap! I, <laughs> I have a big influence. So yeah, make sure to check it. I created a monster. Yeah, but that can. How can people help? Uh, how can people help out the website and so on? How can they support uh, our shows? Well, basically, you can help out by visiting our website, got across the airwaves.com. Got in there. We have a big section called the Spotlight set, where you can access all our episode releases that come out. Got on the right hand side. There's a link that says, got basically. Got download on iTunes. Okay, if you click that, anything you download off of iTunes after the, clicking that button for the next three days, all those purchases you make through the iTunes store, uh, percentage of that purchase will go to ATA to help support our website and keep us in business and uh, pay for our website as well as our storage for all of our podcast episodes. Yeah. So if you could do that, it would really help us out. Yeah, and what I would recommend for you guys to purchase through iTunes uh, through our website, just if you want to watch, if you want to bu- purchase an episode of Shield or uh, on Air- or Arrow or Supernatural or any show that you w- like, just do it for our website and help us out. We would really appreciate right. that. We also have a search box, got located at the bottom of 
to our main page and on the right-hand side for our blog post pages. And if you search it there um, and download it through there, that'll also help us out. And also by clicking the subscribe link to all of our podcasts on our website, kind of purchasing something after that, that will also help us get money through iTunes. Exactly. But And that's th- those were our plugs and our closing. So guys, if you're not sticking around for spoilers, we will see you in two weeks for um, the episode 6 of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesday, November 5th, 8, 7 Central on ABC. Dan, thank you so much for joining us this week again. Okay, no problem. Glad to help out. If you're not, okay. if and like I said, if you're not sticking around for spoilers, my name is Andrew Byte, and I will see you next time on the Helicarrier. victims found in the same weird way we're looking for a killer that humming noise you hear that whatever you're doing make it stop i can't protect you guys from stuff i can't even see shield has no record of anything like it no one does you don't have to be afraid marvel's agents of shield all new tuesday november 5th at 8 7 central on abc and what you just heard was the audio for the trailer of episode 6 called Fizzdom. <laughs> yes. And here is the official description for that episode. When floating bodies turn up, Coulson and the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. must hunt down an el- elusive killer. No one is safe, not even the team. Ooh. And this is going to feature the return of Agent Blake from one of the Marvel one-shot movies. And, nice. um but here is the two biggest things that we saw in this trailer. One, a Shitari helmet. Ooh. That was why I was so excited for this sport discussion because... That may be something big that we needed to get people excited. Yes. And and I'm really hoping that this will actually, actually work, work out because... It would be cool if it was a straight Shitari. I don't think... It, well, it looked... It was just a helmet. It didn't look like it was actually alive. But it'd be and, cool if there was one running around on a helicarrier. Well... Get the episode. You mean on on the bus? We don't have on a helicarrier. On the heli- bus. Yeah, it would be... On the bus. Well, I think it's gonna... I think this is gonna also be another hint to Colson's myster- mysterious resurre- resurrection. Nice. I think... I'm, it's a speculation. I have no confirmation on this whatsoever. But remember that... Loki, the Shitari comes from Loki, came from Loki, and Loki is the one who was responsible for it. So I wouldn't be surprised if it right. actually may have something to do with that. What, well, what are your Thor thoughts? The Dark, well, Thor the Dark World's coming out on Friday. Is it this Friday? No, well, will Thor the Dark World already be out by the time the next episode airs? No, the, Thor the Dark World actually air, uh, comes out on November 8th. The November week 8th. after the no, it's it's the same week. Oh my god! Oh, it's the same week, so it may have to do with it. Oh, oh, oh! Holy bleep, bleep, bleep! Yeah, I did a real I, guys. I'm a moron. I'm a true moron. So you might be okay. right at the Loki thing. Okay, not okay. Well, it may I, have to do with the movie. It may have to do with what happened. I beg this episode to be good. I really want this to this work. This could be out. the shot of the arm. Plus, it's continuing with the what darker arm. Tone. Well, you know, if you're of like giving, you've seen it on TV where they give characters a boost of adrenaline to keep them going. Oh, you mean like that? To keep it excited, yeah, like that. So okay. I mean by a shot in the arm. Yeah. Well, I didn't think about this at all. I think that could be really interesting if it actually le- if it leads in to to for the dark world in a way. Yep. Because we, it, it's, it's been said that S.H.I.E.L.D. has no presence in that movie at all. Right. And um, that's interesting. The second thing that we see... Okay, guys, don't be concerned yet. Because Joss didn't write that episode. But it looks like that Simmons could be in a bit of trouble. And Well, that's good. Because we need character development on them. 
you know, I, I want them to have a backstory like Sky's searching for her parents. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And I would like, Fitz, it's, you know, we can see Fitz screaming. We don't hear it, but we can see it. And oh. that makes me... Do you, I, I don't think she's going to die, but I think that it's going to be a you know, near-death experience for them. He's excited because he got his monkey. That's why he's screaming. <laughs> he didn't really look that happy, dude. No, I did not. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I hope so. But... Um, and I'm Asian Blake return, you know, showing up. I think that could be interesting. Eddie, was he an item forty-seven? He, I don't know if it was the consultant or if or, it was. Okay, I was trying to get keep track of the two. I think it's the consultant. I think you're rather consultant. Well, if you remember last week when I I, I mentioned to you guys that um, I had submitted a question to TV Line where they were they were doing their spoiler thing and so on, and my question actually got we got a response. I I actually got it answered and what what response was that you know this agent blake lived in a world where colson was dead so it's that could actually have some really a big conflict in the end that means he probably was in item 47 i i believe maybe they were referring back to that with that i remember seeing something about that too yeah well i well he's been in one of them for sure i i guys we're so sorry that we forgot about it but it's just that it's been a while yeah but it'll be, you know, I'm. It's it's good that they're using at least some characters, in some capacity, and just. I you agree. Know, because you know it's better to, ha- you know, it's better to be actually using small characters they've already established rather than char- you know, just new right. or, original characters. I agree. That will be all for the spoiler section. So. Right. We will see you in two weeks. Yes, maybe sir. That, may, that, maybe Dan will be here. Maybe he will not be here. And you I might may, be, a, be surprised. Who knows. Indeed. So, until then, guys, I'm Andy Babacht. I'm Dan Schmidt. And we will see you on the Helicarrier.